Well, hello everyone and welcome to Tech 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 Talk. This is a live show where we help your IT business grow, or at least try to anyway. My name is Philip Griffiths and this is... I'm Jenny and we are your hosts for this evening. Right, so before we start and before we get into the topics, can you please let us know if you can hear and see us? So obviously we know we're not talking to ourselves. We do realise though there is a 20 seconds delay usually the time I ask and you're able to reply, so I will start off. But if you are a Facebook user and you post and your name comes up and says that your name is, well, Facebook user, you need to click this link and just put it into the chat now so you can see it there. So let's just post that. So yeah, it looks like William says he can hear us. Either that or he's calling for a cab. I don't know. But so uh, yeah, but yeah, but there we go. So it looks like at least one person's watching and at least one person can hear us. So I think we'll start from there. So let's talk about today's topic. So today's topic is a random topic. So it's basically up to you guys in the chat and the guests, which we've got Cormac today as well as Ian. They'll introduce themselves in a few seconds. Basically, they're going to be bringing up the topics and you guys can bring up the topics and we'll just go around and talk about each aspect and go from there. So if you've got any questions, whether it's how often Cormac eats potatoes or you want to know information about gaming PCs from Ian or anything along that lines, let us know and we can, well, do our best to answer. So if Cormac is still awake, we'll go to Cormac first. I'll let him to in introduce himself and tell you why he's so tired. I know, I'm back in the game, right? Back in the game. I'm Cormac from Crosshaven Computers. Just follow me on TikTok. That's it. That's all I said. And I'm delighted that Ian's, Ian's on the show with us tonight. So I'm looking forward to this conversation and our heated debate on life. Oh, I'm tired because I was up since five o'clock this morning, actually. But I'm up most mornings around five. So really, and hi, Sean from Donegal. And I'm actually, my tip of the week actually is going to be some some person from the group, Cloud Dolphin. And with that, I want to say Cloud Dolphin and Tech for Techs is my tip of the week. And the reason being is that one of the reasons I was up so early we got a big, we, we had a big, got a big kind of contract job today for, for big for us, you know, 20 odd computers, but it's a, it's a company that maps the seabed and stuff. So they'd be using an awful lot of data. They'd be using powerful computers and stuff. And it's actually an interesting thing. When I went out, now I know this guy for a while and he's very, very easy to deal with anyway. But whenever I go out to these interviews for companies as such, you know, I, I have said this before, one of the things I would always do, and it's, it's a power move, but it's also a lifestyle move because I'll walk in and we'll start the conversation and they're there to interview you as such as well. I will always turn around straight off in the conversation and say, look, I came over for a chat. Let's see how it goes because we don't take on every client. And that automatically throws the ball. But it's also very, very true. I'm around long enough in this game now to kind of go, I don't need to stress. And if a Customer is not going to listen to where the experts are. Now, this gentleman did fair play to where the experts. I'm not going to do things half measures. If they don't take, we'll say, our antivirus or more importantly, cloud backup, I will walk if they won't take cloud backup because if there's a breach or if something goes on and somebody, they will never turn around and say, oh, they'll say, who's doing your IT? Crosshaven Computers is doing our IT. And yeah, no backups. Oh, yeah. They will never turn around and say, well, we refused because for cost reasons. They won't. So your name's been dragged through the mud. And also, I generally will only, and 
you know, like everyone else, we're, we're out there to hustle and earn money, but I will only work with people who will let us do our work. I will not let them tell us. I don't go in and tell them how to run the company, and it's the same thing, you know. But why I'm saying Cloud Dolphin is that they have an awful lot of data to back up, okay? Maybe four to six terabytes of data. And now I've been using Cloud Dolphin for a while, but one of the reasons is that I got back to my office. I'm obviously things going through my head worrying and I said how much this backup and this and that and I put in an email to uh, to Karen and he got he got on to me and rang me straight away and went look basically he went this is what we this is how you should do it and this and that and also he came in and he said if you want him he can help me out you know and which to me it's a it's a lot of data to back up it's not you know it could be false backing it up and all that and for me I don't know I haven't compared costs with anyone else but what I will pay for peace of mind I am just delighted that any time that I had to any questions with Cloud Dolphin, and that's the power of the Tech Protect groups, I would prefer to be able to reach out. It might be bigger companies, there will be bigger companies than than him out there, but they won't be the same level of service, okay? And I swear to God, we we'll all go on about shopping local, shopping local. This is what we all do in our shops. I like going to the Tech for Tech group. I will buy off the Tech for Tech. I will buy refurbish off Tech for Techs. I will, I will, and I will. I'm quite happy to send money to England to the people I'm buying off, knowing darn well that the Tech for Techs name will protect me on that. That's one of the reasons why, with the Brexit, which I hate with a passion, but let's not go through politics. One of the reasons why I didn't switch to getting my laptops in from Europe. Because I didn't, and it was an awful lot of hassle trying to get things sorted out. And I didn't because I respect the Tech for Tech group, and they will, they toss in general respect us back. So, yeah, I will give a big huge shout out because now I have peace of mind. That was the only complicated thing about the job. And then I'm going to be using Emisoft. I'm going to be using, and I use Emisoft because, again, from the group and stuff, and I'll be using Emisoft. And I know darn well if I have a question because there'll be a lot of programs running that I don't want to trigger and this and that. I can get on to, to David, and David will be on my case because David has asked. It's user-friendly. It is very user-friendly. So that's, you know, so they, they, yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the beauty of the group. So Tech for Tech and Cloud Dolphin is, is, is my pick of the week. Okay, that's brilliant, Colmar. Yeah, it's always nice when people want to work with you and want to help out. And we, we're the same from our point of end. We, obviously, a lot of people say, why do we promote necessarily some brands over others? And it's mainly because they want to interact with us, which obviously makes us want to obviously promote them. Because, well, if a company comes to us and basically says, oh, we promote us, and it's like, well, we're not just going to say you and shout your name out and never hear from you again, and you just want all our members to go and buy all your stuff. We're just not going to do that. So we want people to, and that's the whole idea of Tech for Techs, is for everyone to work together. So that's pretty good. We try and contact you, and we can't get in contact with you, and you don't return our calls and and our emails and things like that. How can I tell the members of the Tech for Tech community that you should go to this company because they have great customer service if I can't even get through? Yeah. So I, I will I will make sure that I don't recommend you in my group if you don't return my calls and, and emails. And I'm, I'm having trouble with a few people right now that are on my short list. 
exactly. and we know who they are. Yeah. And I won't say right now, but if you, it would be in your best interest to return my phone calls. Yeah. So when he's got a nice little black book, so then <laughs> you're in it. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's quickly just go for a chat. So it looks like people can hear us. I think Comet already said hi to Sean, Ian saying loud and clear. We've got Richard and Creedy saying evening all, and we've got a LinkedIn user saying evening all. Hope weather has improved for you. Have you got much snow, Cormac, at the moment? No, we have Irish snow, which is rain. Right, okay. Rain. That's actually a soap in America, Irish, Irish snow, or something like that. Okay. Spring, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. No idea. Right, let's go on to Ian then. So, Ian. Ian's yeah. a first a first time comer on the show, so he's breaking his streaming virginity in the, is probably the best way of putting it. I think he's actually, his missus actually dragged him into it more than he, he, yeah. himself, actually. So, but if you want to introduce yourself, Ian, let us know about yourself, about your company, and if you've got any shout outs or stories or tips you'd like to obviously share with us. Yeah, Ian for Bluebot PC. We build gaming computers, do repairs based in Reading. Just go back to what Cormac said, actually. One, one thing I picked up there, one thing we've always said is there's business you want and business you don't want. Mm. And sometimes if you get that feeling in your stomach that there's something not right or it's going to be more hassle than it's worth, walk away. It is better to walk away from the business than spend six weeks messing around with it. Excellent point. Excellent point. Or even worse, getting your name drugged through the mud because yes. of taking it on. Yes. People will tell 10 people a bad situation. They only tell one person they had a good uh, situation. So it's much easier to always walk away. If you've, if you've got that feeling and there's, there's something about it, walk away. Yeah. That's pretty good, that is. So before before we go on to the news and so forth, let's just quickly go to the chat. We've got that first. So, right, so we've got... Uh, William also says it's snowing a little here in the Isle of Man, which is... We've had quite a bit of snow today, haven't we? But I think it's a lot of it's yeah. gone again. It's sort of turned a bit mushy now, but it'll probably get a bit more overnight. And Richard is saying, I'm terrible at answering emails and phones when I'm busy. Oh, Richard, answer your emails, hon, because you are... You are only as as good as your word and your work ethic in business. I know it's hard to answer when you're busy, but make the time because the communication is so key. I can't stress it enough. You, you really need to communicate with your customers. I find that when people don't communicate with me, it's when I get all stressed out. And the last thing you want is a stressed out customer. Or stressed out, Jenny, for that matter. <laughs> and, you know, that goes back to my business 101 things. Emails, answer them. Phone, answer them. You're only as good as your word. And pay your bills on time. Don't make people chase you up. They don't want to chase you up. There's things they can other be doing than, than that. So don't make them chase you about your bills. They do it because you've left them no other choice. And when you don't pay it on time, it says a lot about how dependable you are. We we get so, that a lot. We get that a lot actually with with people. We we have the phones and we answer the phone, and then people are shocked that we've answered the phone. We think, mm. what 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 are people doing? Because ultimately, yeah. that's my job. You know, my job is to that's answer the phone and take that call. If I don't take the call, I don't make money. Yeah, that's a very good point. 
in the sense that one of the things that that that, that Ian and Johnny are saying, one of the things that I find so surprising, we bring back everyone. If we missed a call, obviously I won't take a call if I'm in the meeting, blah, blah, blah. And the amount of people who say, oh, thank you for ringing us back. I'm like, wow, that's the basic. And it just shows the bad service. It just shows if Ian, as he's saying, if you're ringing them back, that's brilliant. That's it. That's all people want. And they'll buy off people they can talk to, you know? Yeah. He calls one gentleman this week. Every day I've called him and left at least two voicemails in his voicemail box. I have yet to hear back from him. Yeah. Now that says a lot about hate. Mm-hmm. It we does. We've put call recording in place, and that has revolutionized everything as well, because if a customer says, asks us to do something, we have a physical record of the conversation, and we can then play that back to them and email them that, so we've got an, actually a record of what the conversation was, and then we put that into our CRM, so we have a record longer term for that of that conversation. And that that's is good. good, because there's no failure to communicate. Then you have it on a transcript, you know, and, and it's in front of you. They cannot say, "But I told you this." No, you told me this, and you mm. can email it back and forth. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, some some things, if you are struggling with your phones, there are obviously call answering services you got out there. We do have one listed in the discount area of the tech. So if you, if you can't find it, Richard, let us know. Also, maybe if you're slow at doing emails, just say to people or put an automatic responder on, we'll reply yeah. to emails within 24 hours or something like that. We did that one. And then what you do is set a time, say, let's just say 10 minutes or something every morning just to go through your emails or something like that before you do your first job or something like that. Just just something to keep up. It's it's one of those things is you have to con- be constant at it and consistent. If you're not, then uh, like we said, we get annoyed when people don't answer our phones and messages and stuff like that. So I would recommend probably looking into the answer machine option as in it's not like a recorded message it's an actual other person at the end of the phone who will answer it for you and then pass you on the message and it gets rid of the time wasters as well and stuff like that maybe something to to have a look for but yeah so yeah it's a good idea it should go for them in the morning maybe just put an automate uh, automatic message on there when you yeah. do for when you do receive them if it's a google based it's usually pretty easy to set that up or you can usually do it use it doing outlook or something just an automatic reply a bit like when you go on holiday you put holiday response on, saying you're on holiday for whatever, just put, change it to something like, say, we'll get back to you within 24 hours and then within a working day, obviously. When I email the big companies and I get the automatic reply that I'm on holiday until the 4th and I'll answer my emails then, I go, right, he's not ignoring me and I'll mark down the 4th next to Joe Blow's name and, right, here's when I can contact him again and expect a response. It actually gives me, you know, it, it it erases that he's not answering the the message. I actually know that there's a good reason that I'm not getting answered. Yeah, that's pretty good. Right. Williams just says about, obviously, make sure GDPR, you obviously, data protection laws and stuff, if you are recording stuff and you're keeping them and so on, you're protected against all that. So just double check that. He's put a few good references on there. Thank yeah. you, William. Right. Before we go any further... We've got to do one thing first, and that is this. 
Where can you go and meet hundreds of people just like you? Strengthen existing relationships and forge new ones with vendors and distributors and meet some of the biggest names in the industry where you can go and see the newest tech and services that you need to make your IT business grow. And there'll be thousands of pounds worth of prizes up for grabs. Then what's more, you'll get that for a quid. TechMax 2023 will be on the 23rd of June at Magna Adventure Science Centre near Meadowhall in Sheffield. This event will be over four times larger than last year's event, and this year's event will incorporate a live tech awards, dedicated meeting rooms, demo and interactive areas, and up to 800 other techs just like you. Get registered now at tftmax.com. And speaking of TechMax, we had a few names join up to TechMax this week. And uh, would you like to get the the screen up there, Phil, for me? Yeah. Thank you. Right. Sorry, start on the list. It's decided. <laughs> How these days? That's uh, it's decided to rearrange itself. But there we go. Right. We had Thrustmaster sign up. They're going to be there along with Akasa, Sonic. Glorious, Colink, Lindley, In-Game Gear, Fantex, Eurosoft, Strimplify, Thunder X3, MCSoft. And that's the ones from this week. It's this week. And we do have other ones. The others that will be there are ISL Online, Norton Security, Strong, a Pacer, Bugs and Bytes Computing, that's Ben Ashcroft, VIP, PLM's Wholesale, that's Sam McNally, Cherry, Case King, Lexar, Target Components, Hammer, TechPoint Distribution, Spire Technology, Replace Base, EADR, that's Allison, CUDA, PAX8, Aracle, that's Dean Shaw for those of you wanting to know, and that's my main sponsor for TechMax. And we do have a new sponsor as well yes, coming we for the evening. And our new sponsor for the evening, let's... For the evening? No. Oh, yeah, for the drinks. Sorry. The evening drinks. That's CUDA. <laughs> I thought he meant the evening meal. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, CUDA is our drink sponsor. So when you're up at the bar, living it up, give a, a little cheers to CUDA for your drinks. There we go. So that's the guys who will be exhibiting at the moment. Obviously, we're going to be announcing a lot more with a lot of them are all finalizing and so forth. So there's a lot more yet to come. So we've already got way more than last year signed up. I can't even remember how many we've got signed up now, but it's a lot more than we had at the whole event last year. Yeah. Same with tickets. They're going quick as well. So if you haven't got a ticket for the event, I would suggest you do because they are starting to really pick up in sales now. Right, so what's next on the agenda? Just to remind them, the only day tickets are left. And if you don't need a lunch ticket, then you can get one for 99p even. And if you need lunch, well, then, of course, we can handle that. Just go ahead and book one for one pound. That's it. That one pound only for lunch and getting all this networking. 
Right, moving right along the tech awards. I need you all to go to www.techfortechs.co.uk forward slash awards and nominate your favorite distributor, your vendor, your outsource, or even promote your own business by naming yourself off for an award. Nominations close on the 20th of this month. Winning an award can do so much for your business and open so many doors for it. I know this to be true. So don't miss out on your chance to win big. There we go. There's lots of awards as well. There's 20 awards to put your names down for. You can nominate yourself. You can nominate others as well. You can nominate multiple people. Make sure you do it. You only need one vote to get through to the next round. So make sure you fill it in. We've also got best signage on vehicles, shops, and so forth. So make sure you obviously get that done. You can find that on the Tech for Techs website along with obviously tech max and everything else we do as well if you need to and <laughs> and i'll get rid of that that's me talking so remember you can't win it if you're not in it there we go right and look oh sorry no go i've been you, you snoring there colmark where you oh no i was looking at it and i reminded me of a different award, and I was like, I have to nominate. And about the awards, there, I rather do a quick question about the awards. When the nominees come, they're voted by the general public as well, are they? So the the nominations or the actual votes? I don't know the difference. Go on. They, no, I know the nominees are by us. All right, but uh, they vote. Who vote? Is he going to vote for me? Like, who oh, vote for you? Like, to not to nominate. If yeah, we dominate. The name forward. Yeah, I'm to with that. Vote is to vote for the name that's already down on the. Team. Yeah, so like if we get nominated, do we go to our social media channels and get every one of our customers to try to vote for us? Yes, you can. Right, Ian, I'm holding you to that vote, man. All right. <laughs> we'll sign it up. Some of the categories, for example, uh, best websites and stuff, there's only your customers who are going to know that and customer service and stuff. So it's really got to be them who answers those questions. We will split the the areas up. So obviously the distributors will be in one area, vendors will be in another, and then, um, sorry, your techs, shops and stuff will be in another area. So you're not suddenly asking customers to vote for the best distributor when obviously they don't know what. Now, obviously, if you do business with somebody in the Tech for Techs community, it would be in your best interest to ask for a vote from them. So we we last year, obviously, we won online online store last year. Oh, really? Of course. Yeah, and you know, I have to say, it's it's phenomenal to be able to put that on your website. Yeah. Yeah. It's front. If you look on our website, it's front and center, first page. First thing you see is, is that we're an award-winning business. Yeah. And from yeah. our perspective, it's yeah. just it just gives a bit more credibility. The amount yeah. of respect you yes. get for being able to say you're an award-winning business yes. is phenomenal. Multi award-winning business. All right. All right. <laughs> right. Okay. So. There's one last thing what we need to do, and then we go on to the main topic. So, yeah, we need to talk about the members of the month in the Tech for Techs community. These people have been the most active, not necessarily the most helpful or knowledgeable, but the most active. <laughs> then you buy no bond. So, there's Paul Webb, Chris Henson, Gav Powell, Peter Whitehouse, Alex Collard. 
David Withers, Steve bon- Benisi, <laughs> yeah. Stephen Bradshaw, Cormac, of course, and Melvin Donaldson. There we go. Yeah, you're not there, man. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, that's that's Katie's job. Oh no, we have a Katie later on. I don't have to up your game and get in the game. Well, she, she's watching uh, by now. I assume she's probably watching. She's back on. All right, Katie. Time to come on. Up to game, Katie. We're calling you the live uh, podcast world. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Katie. Oh, stop horsing around and get on the show. Right, you know what I mean by that one. But right, okay, let's get on to the main topic now anyway. Chat, we've got a message from Kyle. He wants to know the, who's the new exhibition you was about to mention before getting sidetracked. New exhibition, the exhibitors we mentioned, we went through, There was there's a list of them on the website, just go to the text website if you missed them. So let me just put that on the screen there. So it's just tftmax.com and then you'll see a list for ex- exhibitors and you'll see them all the way down, down there. There's quite a few, I think there's about 10 what we've added on just in the last week. So just uh, scroll down the list. The, the newest ones are at the bottom of the list. If you are a vendor or a distributor and you would like to participate in TechMax, email me, info at techfortechs.co.uk. I'll send you over a, a packet. We can talk business and we'll go from there. There we go. So William's saying, despite working with 80% of the distributors, I've only just found out about Tech for Techs. Well, William... Tech for Tech does a lot of things. Obviously, these guys will tell you about it. But if you go to the Tech for Tech website and then click join at the top corner, I think it's join. I forget I forget the word in there. We've got it set up, but it's something along that lines. But if you actually go to the website, click on join, and then it'll give you a link to the Facebook group. So we've got over one and a half thousand members, all techs like yourself, vendors and distributors in there as well. You can interact with them. We've also got a new forum page, which we have set up as well, which we've growing slowly at the moment we just www.tftmember.co.uk and that's member not members and it's got an interactive map on there as you can see forums and lists of stores and so forth there's a few different bits and bobs so we're adding people on every day on there we're just taking it slow and building it slow first and then we'll be pushing it a little bit more probably after tech max and yeah. adding a few more features and stuff like that so now around here is manic with tech max things going on and so it should be and that's the way we like it isn't it Nice one. So, okay, William says he's a pending request to be a member as well. So, okay, so we'll, I'll have a look at that later for you'll probably be in the morning. If right, let's get... Look at the request. It is because of what I just said. Everything has been manic around here, and we go through the request. We don't just push everybody through. We make sure they've answered the questions and that they are a legit business and things like that. So we take our membership seriously. Yeah, we do. Right, let's get on to the main subject before well, we run out of time. Now that I have someone here building a gaming PC and I have I have Phil and Jen, I have a yeah, tech question to ask and maybe the group can okay. ask. This is probably a basic thing for people. I, I actually, I don't mind coming on saying that I don't know everything. Concerning, we'll say if you're bit, using BitLocker, this is part of my job here today, on a computer, on it's a gaming computer, well, it's a high-spec computer, yeah? You're using Bit. BitLocker, okay, it has three drives in there. It has an SSD, which, well, it doesn't matter what size, and two big drives, yeah? When you put Bit, BitLocker on, does it encrypt the three drives? 
That's a good well, question, then. So I'll let Ian answer. I you know what? I'm glad I asked that. And we'll get an answer from the group, or we'll put it up, and you might have to bleep something there. But you know what? That just goes. And I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad I asked that because. You know what? We can all feel a bit stupid, like you know, to tennis. Oh, may I thought I thought maybe that was a an obvious question. You know, I don't know, but you know, so I was like, there's all you'll always have to have a bit of courage, especially when you're coming on a show like this to kind of go. I don't know, man. I've seen, I see people have like right. I said, and you know what? You can choose to encrypt each drive individually, I believe. But this is good because I need to know this before I go on site and my computer there's only one drive. Each drive separate. All right. None of us knows everything like Cormac says. I didn't know the answer to that one either. So, no, um, he's sure that BitLocker is based on a per drive basis. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I wasn't anyway, going to say anything, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's right there. Yeah, well, that sounds about right, but I wouldn't like to say 100%. Yeah. Well, it'd be great. Well, yeah, well, look, you know what? We'll, fig we'll figure out the power of the group. Right, the main topic of conversation, I'm going to start with then because it's, it's. I want to talk to you about what I found interesting. I don't know in England as well as you do, even though I lived there for years. And I just want to read out something about the new, the new, the new chat, you know, situation, a chat GPT. But I, I like Phil got, I, got you know the, the trial version in, in in Bing you know and what's very interesting I just asked and I make this extremely fast oh, Matt, like, you're like, breaking up really really bad we're gonna have to get you and start in, over again in terms of right, chat GPT we're using it every <laughs> single day absolutely every single day we are using it we're getting to write our meta descriptions it is changing yeah. the way with it we're doing hours of work in minutes Using ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to say ChatGPT, what it can do is amazing. Cormac, if you want to re-ask that question, because it was very staticky, and I don't yeah, think everyone was saying, you, you sound like a star. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah. I you can seem just... okay now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad. I would love to hear Ian afterwards how more, how much more he, which way he's using it in business. But see, this is, I got, I have it built into the browser now, which comes with Bing, all right? So what I found interesting is, so I'm trying to figure out, because I was going to fly into Bristol and now I'm flying into Manchester because I'm worried about the train strikes, yeah? So it just it only lets you ask five questions, okay? So I'm not going to read out all the questions. But basically, I asked it, how far? I said, how far is Manchester to Rotterdam? I put in it in and it said, look, it's... Sorry, Cormac, your voice has gone again. I don't know what it is, but after you've been speaking for about 10, 20 seconds, you sort of yeah. sound like a Dalek, like Richard Creedy said. Okay. Just try, try try that last bit again. So what was the question you asked? About her? Manchester. When see the, okay, it's a, it's, you ask how far is it from Manchester to Tech for Tech, the convention, okay? Yeah. And it'll answer, yeah. two hours. And then it will ask you, Instead of you kind of then going to the next turn and breaking it up, all I had to say, how far by train? And then it said, how far by train? And then it just said, would you like a fast route or a slow route? I said, fast. Then he'll give me the fast route. Then So it breaks down the questions. Instead of you having to go to three different, four different websites, everything is like a real-time conversation with a human being. It's kind of like a, a human being who's from Manchester. Oh, yeah, that's the best way to go there, there, and there. And like 
Ian, and I, I would love to hear more about how Ian is using it. I'm using it now to write my website. I'm using it to write an application for a grant. I'm using it as, as you said, metadata questions for my own podcast show. All these sort of things. I are you where are Ian? Are you going to pay the twenty yep. euro or the twenty pound a month? I paid twenty pound a month. No. I was probably one of the first people in in the world to have it because I went it went on a Saturday morning and I just happened to go in and it was live and I went bye and because I, I thought they might lock it down I thought I'm I'm paying the twenty pound <laughs> it's worth every penny I could ask as many questions as I want on it and it the, the beauty about it is you could ask multiple backup questions. So we've been doing things like saying, okay, what's the keywords that are available in the market, you know, for, in our in the industry? Yeah. Okay, so using those keywords, what are misspellings of those keywords, you know, and then we can run that for our SEO and yeah, find SEO keyword, match it, you know, it, it, and then we can ask secondary questions of it. So, you know, yeah. and then you, you say, it, it, go taking all this list into account, put it into an Excel format so I can then import it and it will do all that for you. And the misspelling yeah. is, are, they, are you asking the misspelling of those keywords because yes. you know that a lot of people are going to make their errors and yes. oh, that's well, I'm very I'm asking for misspellings. I'm asking for, well, I'm asking for relevant words that are going to be relevant sentences and can re rephrase sentences. So, you know, get a gaming computers in Reading is a different way that could be, that could be said. So different ways that ChatGPT could could use that. And the AI is just a phenomenal. The, the descriptions, the only issue we, have, we face with it is if you ask it to do, write me a meta description under 500 words, it just can't do it. It goes and just writes like pages and pages. And you just sometimes have to just keep on doing it and then you might you might push say and say write it under two hundred words, and it then might get you down to where it needs to be. It's there's something about it; it's not clever enough to do that yet. But I have found that it's a genius at writing an email for someone. Both you to yeah. want it to look polished and perfect. It's the thing to go to. I mean, you don't want to use it for things like responding. Yes, here's here's this lot here. Sorry about that. Blah 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 and make an essay of it. But when you're wanting to, to pitch something to someone that that you think they they should buy from you or have a service from you, this is the reason of why you should have it. You go to that, get the email done, and it will look so professional. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in that. That's yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's good. I mean, we were also one of the first ones to spend the twenty pounds a month as well. I think when I first tried it, it says you, you wouldn't let you actually do it in the UK, yeah. and then a day or two later, it popped up, and it's like, oh, you can do it now. So it's like we're but, yeah, and also it's a lot faster as well than the free version. Yeah. The question is though, is that if we're all writing data that doesn't exist. When is the point where it goes up its own, you know what, in the sense of if we're all putting data out there that doesn't, it isn't proper content, when does Google start to fall down? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's a very interesting conversation because two things, I want to come back to the metadata if you don't mind because I want to have a question about it. But see... Well, that's a very good question because when is it going to start? Because I was listening to a podcast about this. When is it going to start writing history that doesn't exist? Because it's very easy now to go back and say, 
can we write World War Two from a very right-wing perspective, put it up on a well-known history site, and now history is that history, if you get my meaning. Mm. Is that what, yeah, so it's a bit, com- about the metadata, I have a question. Well, history yeah, yeah. has already been rewritten in our history books. I mean, the the stuff that I grew up thinking was correct in my history book, I've come over and I'll spend some time over here, a considerable amount of time, and things are not always what you've been taught. You will find that out. I know that by just going around some little castles and things like that and going up to the Tower of London, Henry VIII is is not the person that he's made to be in the history books. He was a clever man. He wasn't crazy. Great brother. Uh, you... <laughs> Sorry. I was just going to say, you actually had an issue with ChatGPT, if you remember. I think we actually did it in Microsoft, in the Bing ChatGPT. You did a search for yourself, and it came up with the wrong address. Did so, what I went in, I figured that out. I figured out it. See, it's that it's, yeah. I reckon it's going to be quite easy, Nary, to game the system once you find out where it's, where the pool of information it's coming from. And mm-hmm. like, if, if you can get ahead on on this, if you can put in like, where's the best place to buy a build a gaming machine in your city? If you know where it's looking for this information. It will. You can game the system. Search is changing. Search is completely changing, and that's why I was interested yeah. about the the metadata there. My website, as Phil saw, I changed my whole shop. It's it's there's no such thing really as a shop. And my it's a video. My whole website's going to turn into a video. And now, because Ian gave me the hint, I'm going to go in and put the metadata in instead of that. Search is completely changing. But I reckon if we get ahead of the game, and I know Phil is checking everything because we're in comp communication and Ian seems to be up Jenny I think there's a good opportunity here because SEO is changing you have to it's going to change is is anyone aware of the web free at all web domain yeah. freeze no no talk talk to okay. it. I, I only came across it today do you know about it though and have you heard of it? I've heard I've not done too much work to be honest with you but I've, I've definitely heard of it yeah okay I, I was quite you know when I started looking into it obviously you know we have domains at the moment we've got www.com okay and they're all held centrally by a central bank we, you know and you we buy them or we rent them yeah when we go to web free what we're actually going to is effectively like a Bitcoin type of thing where it's in the cloud it's in the it's actually blockchain and what's going to happen is you, you will buy the your effectively web-free addresses and they will be yours for life. But if you don't own the blockchain originally, you can never get it back. Now, the proof of that is, you know, I was looking today, Microsoft. In 1998, Microsoft turned around and went, yeah, this web thing's not going anywhere. This internet thing's not going anywhere. And they didn't buy Microsoft.com. It costs them a million pounds to get it back. Mm-hmm. Wow. I need to go out to the chat. William was asking, do you not find you're losing your personal touch with the chat GPT for these things? Well, what I do, William, is basically I'm telling it what I want it to say, and it's polishing it up is the best way of putting it. And then I can read it, and if it's not exactly what I want, I can edit it. And, you know, make it my own. It, it just sort of, uh, it gives me an outline 
you might say, of where to go with it. And then if I find that it's it's not exactly, I can go in and edit it and make it my own. So it just helps me because I'm really bad dyslexic. So am I. And, and when you have something like that, so <laughs> it, your emails can go, Dear Sir, <laughs> and no one will know what you're talking about and you look very unprofessional with your misspells and your grammar and all stuff like that. So it helps people like me to come across more professional. My dad, I, I had that exact thing. I said one to my dad, I said, what do you think of this, dad? And he went, you didn't write that. And I went, well, he said, why, do you, why are you saying that? He said, because it's got grammar in it. <laughs> you know, that's so funny. I said it to my dad as well. I said it to my dad, I don't know what sort of approvals we were looking for of our dad, but I sent him something as well. I said, I said, what do you think of that? And his answer, because he's old school with, with grammar and a great handwriter, great speller, great everything that I'm not. Hey, dad, love me. Look at my writing, you know. Yeah, but I must admit, I use it more for gui guidance than copying it verbatim. Obviously, I like to put my personal touches and obviously everything in it. Obviously, sometimes you can tell what's been written by chat GPT, but if you trained it good, well enough and put the right question in you, and put what you want to tell it in, it can actually come out and look pretty decent, to be honest. But yeah, it can be a bit obvious when you look at what way one person talks normally and then using chat GPT. I'll tell you how bad dyslexic I am. Now, I, I was always this clever little child running around. You could ask me anything, and I would tell you, and it'd be nine times out of ten right. But when it got to my spelling test, my, my teacher noticed something. She says, spell dog. I said, D-O-G. Why? She says, on your paper, you put B-O-G. Mm. And I had to train my brain, and this is how I remember the letter D, lowercase, which way the, the loop went. I had holes in my paper on one side, and I had to remember that the D loop was on the side of the holes in my paper, and the B went towards the word. I kid you not, I had to do stuff like that. And, and the, the, like the red line on, on words, it doesn't mean anything, because if I type which which is which, I ain't got a clue. You know, don't, don't know. And, 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 you know, back in, there was a, famous cricketer called Graham Gooch. And I wrote down Grandenbar, but actually wrote Graham instead. And I was right, supposed to write Graham Gooch, but I wrote Grandma Gooch because I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, let's move on from ChatGPT so we can talk about some other things. And just a thing, Kyle, it's probably because you mentioned BitLocker is the reason why Facebook's um, removed it. Anything generally to do with Bit coin they seem to be removing i know bitlocker and bitcoin's different but facebook yeah. seems to be a little bit weird to be honest with you um they do seem to be removing a lot of stuff if you if you want more freedom of speech probably you the youtube channel might be the better option it's just yeah. youtube.com forward slash tech for text you'll find the live on there but yeah it's facebook's a little bit funny to be honest with you with free speech and so forth sometimes what is speech that doesn't exist anymore yeah so yeah they'll probably charge you for it but uh, there we go right ian do you have a subject you want to talk about which isn't chat gbt related what i was actually going to say about is what arm going to do to our industry arm chips because okay. when arm chips can longer term replace graphics cards 
are we going to have the dedicated computers that we have now with the, the graphics card and the processor and stuff? Or are we going to be more moving towards nooks and PCs that are already built effectively? Good question, to be honest with you. Yeah, obviously used a lot in tablets, phones and so forth. So nooks are used a lot in the all-in-ones and they have their place, in my opinion. They really the new do. The generation of ARMS is going to include the ability to do graphics and gaming, mm. and they are getting as good as as some mid-range graphics cards now. So, you know, when you look at a 4090, is now pulling 450 watts, That's which, a lot, yeah, it's 15 pence an hour to run a 4090 at the moment. You know, longer yeah. term, from an efficiency point of view, from a cost perspective, ARM is looking seriously promising. I never thought that. That's it, very interesting. So that's yeah, yeah. They're going to. Know. I think you'll prob pro probably find probably for like office and standard home machines that'll probably be take over first. Obviously, people are always wanting the best value and so forth. And to be honest, ninety nine percent of the home users don't care if it's an AMD or an Intel or a, what made the SSD is or what the graphics card is. They just want it to switch on and be able to do the work and switch it off again. They don't really give a monkeys what yeah what is actually in there so to be honest i think it'd be a good thing in some senses but obviously for obviously retail wise as in if you want to make gaming computers or whatever it could obviously cause issues for you i suppose because really then you all you're doing is shifting a box which anyone can do but i think pc wise I think it'd be hard hard for them to take over because people have got that. A lot of gamers want to be able to customise their PC, to be able to do it they, the way they want it. So I'm not sure it would work or not. I'm going to say a lot of time you can get a really small PC, what will do just as good as a really big PC, but they just want a really big PC, which looks really cool because it looks cool. So I think, don't get me wrong, I think in the future it may happen, but I think we're going to be a way off... Personally, that there's all there's going to be a, in the gaming community, especially, always a place for the big yeah. gaming machine, because we're spoiled to it. We like the lights, we like the fans, we just like that pretty machine sitting on the side. So I don't think the gaming community is going to graduate away to some little box, if you know what I mean. Um, um, if if you could put that, if you could put that box, if it was on, on a motherboard and it was integrated onto that motherboard, would you miss the graphics card? Well, I would have a different take on it. I would have a different take on it. I would say, like, if you look at Google Stadia, yeah, I know now if you're not a gamer, but like, if you played around with Google Stadia and what they were trying to do with the games being streamed, yeah, like, it's my big affair would be. In our game, in our, in our in our line of work, okay, isn't it going to be not long before our computers are what what what's the name? Just dumb machines in the sense everything's going to be cloud. You log into your games in cloud. You log into your your. Well, you've already got your games on cloud. Yeah, but uh, I mean, as in you just stream everything down into into a. So it doesn't really matter what besides the fact that if you just have a really beautiful high crystal 4k screen what else do you need oh yeah now your your screens are going to matter because you've got your frames per second and stuff like that yeah. people 
So, you know, that, yeah, that's going to matter. I would miss my graphics card, though. I do believe I would. I think it's also one of the things you've got to think as well is compatibility. Obviously, they've got to make them compatible with all the new stuff, but a lot of people don't play new stuff. Or some of them are playing old stuff. Look at Counter-Strike, for example. Mm-hmm. How many people play that and how yeah. old is that? You've got to really get something that's compatible with everything. So if I want to go out and buy a new gaming PC or a new graphics card, generally I know that's going to work on any game that I've pretty much bought in the last 20 years. Um, okay, you might have to put one or two mods on to make it work on the latest version of Windows or something, but generally it's going to work and i think that's where intel's had a few issues with the game inside of things with their new graphics cards is compatibility with a lot of older stuff that they just don't like it and that's why a lot of people are sharing away don't get me wrong over time it probably will i think it'll probably if it, if it does take off it'll probably be a split for a while or it might oh, well if you think about it it's probably going back to shall we say the olden days when pretty much everything was built into the the processor yeah. in, in in a way and then they bought graphics cards out well i'll say graphics cards 2d cards at the time then they bought 3d cards out and then they combined them so you never know it might go back to how it was but don't get wrong you know these these new they they have a, a place in society I won't say they're horrible or anything. All in ones. Let's say you don't have a lot of space in your office and you need a PC that runs decent. You know, you, got, you need at least an i5, blah, blah. But you don't need graphics card. You don't need, you know, a whole lot of excess. That's just fine for an office machine, in my opinion. But now for a gaming rig, then wouldn't I wouldn't touch it with a, a 10-foot pole. So I, th- I think gaming rigs, we're, we're in there for the long haul on those. But office machines, I do see, you know, a need for culling down on size because not everybody's got a lot of space in their office. So, you know, and not everybody in their office needs a, a graphics card or anything. You know, I mean, you can get away with a basic machine in most offices unless you're doing work with, with demanding graphics mm applications and things like that so you know there's 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 a long a long way to go before we're completely booted with the graphics card yeah but obviously you know you know you looked on your show last week you said your bill your lecture bill was 800 quid um, 50 oh sorry yeah <laughs> yeah if, if if you think of how much of that is used for whirring fans in your office at the moment and you actually added up how much that those graphics cards are things mm-hmm. are costing you. Would you, from a business perspective, consider changing that? You know, where you don't need to to a look or to you know, you know. If if I didn't need it, I would. But being that I do what I do, I have to have graphics cards. Yeah, you know, to produce content that we do. You have to have a, a mighty little machine, like a, a gaming rig almost, is is what I would yeah, describe. It's, it's like a, a intermediate gaming machine that I use on a daily basis. Is it a Quadro or is it uh, using Quadro or using a, a graphics, standard graphics card? Standard. Yeah, we're using standard for what we do. So that, that, 
to be honest, a lot of, a lot of the things we interchange and so forth. The main editing rig, I'm, I've got 4090. The second one we use is like a Threadripper machine with a, like a 3070. Don't find the Codros okay, but if we want to do anything else, it's we tend to find that's good because then we can slap the graphics card in somewhere else and away we go. But but yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with yeah. the, the prices. I think for offices and stuff, that they probably would go down the arm if that was an option yeah. to save bills. But if for gamers... If they're spending wanting to spend two grand on a graphics card, I don't think that, that they care that much what the electric bill's going to be, <laughs> yeah. especially when mum yeah. and dad's going to be paying the bill. Mm. And they're not going to tell the mum and dad it costs them 15p an hour to run it. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, so I think if you're spending that money... Dad says, Alice, why have we got a thousand pound bill? Is it that tumble dryer of the yours? <laughs> And Jane, you're sitting up there. My part So it's, it's a bit like we're with, with cars, electric cars. You could say, oh, yeah, they're a lot better, blah, blah, blah. Plenty of arguments against them. And let's just say they are. You'll still get those people who want a proper engine in. They want something they can tinker with, play with. They want the sound of a V6 or a V8 or whatever it may be. And they just want it there. So I think it'll be... Uh, one of those things that will probably seep into the mainstream if they get compatibilities and everything working properly, and they would have to because a lot of people are running some really odd and wonderful and weird programs sometimes. But if they get the compatibility sorted, I can see it going into maybe home use and those people who are usually having is Celrons, Pentiums, and maybe over time, maybe 10, 15 years, I think a few people have said in the chat that said similar sort of things. It, you never know what it may do. But who knows? 10, 15 years, we might not even need a computer at all. We'll have all chips implanted in our heads and we won't need one. So <laughs> so we just don't know what to that. Or chat GPT's taking over the world yeah. and no one will care. But there we go. <laughs> by the chat GPT there we go I brought it up again right guys let's have a so it's right at the end of the show is there anything else you want to talk about Cormac briefly no I no no I think I chatted enough there for you on I'll have my dinner now what I have been on the show by the way and it was very 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 interesting to hear your opinions you know your stuff man is there anything else you want to briefly bring up, Ian, before we call it a night? So you're happy, happy with that? Save. I know you've got a few ideas, or at least your missus has got some ideas what she wants to shout out, so you'll have to drag her on the show next time. The show. You need to bring her kicking and screaming on the show and tell her tech talk needs you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that goes for, for anyone else who wants to come on the show as well. It's actually a benefit you do come on the show. We do share the links in the no descriptions and stuff of obviously also for example Cormac's website's linked Ian's website's linked in the show notes which means you've got backlinking this is something Ian or at least his missus was talking about the other day is basically this show backlinks to your website that goes for the YouTube LinkedIn Twitter Facebook even the podcasts Apple, Spotify, so forth, our website, all links to your website, which helps your SEO, which gets you seen more and so forth. So not only are you giving advice and having a good chat about tech, you're also doing your business good by actually being on the show because it's sort of in a way promoting your own business. Like, so. like a little local celebrity if they see you or hear <laughs> you on 
on the local. That's it. If you do a Google search for Cormac Crosshaven, you'll get all sorts on there of all the shows he's done and so forth with us over the years and so forth. And same with most of the other guests we've had on, like Will Mayer and Ben Ashcroft and so forth, David with us and so on. They're yep. all over the place. So there we go. Right, guys. Before we go, I just want to say this. If you have not signed up for Tech Max and you want to go and interact with us in the biggest and best networking event, go to www.techprotects.co.uk and go into the events section and book yourself a ticket. It's only one pound. And where else can you go for one pound? and get all these networking connections well for one for one quid it's actually cheaper for you to come to us and actually buy yourself yourself a meal for the day uh, yeah. so you can get yourself a free meal on there and as you can see on the screen you can go to the techfortex.co.uk website as jen said or you can go to tftmax.com or scan the qr code on the screen make it nice and simple and easy for you so just scan that qr code if you are watching but if you are listening on the podcast it's www.tft max.com and if you're a vendor or a distributor email me info at techprotects.co.uk and i'll send you an information packet on how you can join us at this event there you go and the email address is appearing on the screen in a few seconds right so let me get that the qr code right out of ian's face let me just there we go so we can see him again so right I'd like to say thank you to Cormac and thank you for Ian for the first time thank coming you. on. He's definitely uh, brought a good subject up there and obviously uh, answering a lot of your questions. So definitely would. Faces, That's it. And we'd definitely have Ian back on the show if he wants to in the future, yeah. especially with his missus next time. Hint, hint. So, Katie, mm -hmm. if you want to get yourself on the show as well or instead of Ian, feel free. So it doesn't have to be Ian on there. She can come on as well. Open at the same time. We're, we're, we're easy. Right, guys. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Sorry if we didn't respond to your questions. There's a lot come in. We couldn't respond to everything for obvious reasons. We've only got a limited time. And we'll see you next week. So thanks again, everyone. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you on Thursday. I believe if I'm right, we do have a show on Thursday about refurbished tech with Ben Ashcroft at Bugs and Binds. So he's going to be showing off his refurbished laptops and so forth. And he is actually coming to the studio here. So we'll have him on camera. Yeah. No, you're going to have to sit over there and watch. Oh, darn. Yeah. So he's going to be showing off the products, some of the products and the stuff he actually does. So make sure you tune in next Thursday, 8 p.m. And again, if you want to be on the show or anything like that in the future, let us know. So good night, everyone. Thanks again, Cormac. Thanks, Ian. And thank you to all the guys. See you later, everyone. Good night.